This is episode 186, Get Out of a Pattern of Worst Case Scenario Thinking with Megan. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Thank you for listening. As a reminder, every Wednesday, I release an episode where I am coaching someone live on the air. It's unedited, unproduced, unscreened, unscripted. It's a completely raw session with me and a courageous, vulnerable caller. And every Saturday, I release something called Coach's Corner, where I either talk to you about a subject or I interview another expert or someone that I think would be interesting to you. So if you're new to the show, I suggest binging on some of the life coaching episodes. Just scroll through and see which titles jump out to you. And I always appreciate when you take a little time to rate or review the show and to share the show on your social media so that we can get more people into the tribe listening and doing the work and we can all elevate the consciousness of the planet together. So if you've been following me on Instagram, and if you don't, Join me there, Christine Hassler. It's my favorite social media app. I've been sharing about the birds who have nested in our front porch pot. So on the full moon in March, we saw these two birds just hanging out on this pot outside our front house. And we're like, oh, that's really cute. And then the next day we saw a nest built. And then the very next day, I think that was actually on the full moon, we saw one egg be laid, and then the next day, another egg was laid. And the birds are morning doves, and morning doves make my favorite bird sound. It's like a coo, coo, coo. I love it. It's super soothing to me. They're monogamous birds, and they share in the hibernation and building of the nest. So the papa bird comes during the day, and the mama bird comes at night. And we've been able to tell the difference. I mean, they're literally right outside our front door, and we have a window there. And they've gotten used to us too. They used to fly away when we'd walk up and now they they stay. So it's just been a miracle to watch. And we hope we're here for the hatching. Incubation is usually two weeks and we're actually going to Denver to visit dear friends who just had a baby. There's a lot of babies and nesting in our life. You think it's a sign? Anyway, we might miss the hatching, but hopefully they'll stay in the nest for a while. We've just been doing our best to protect the nest because if there's a lot of people coming to the front door or anything like that, oftentimes the birds will abandon the nest. So we've been putting signs up to the UPS people and the Amazon people to please leave our packages by the garage because we've got a cute little bird nest. So it's just really been a blessing. And I look forward to sharing today's episode with you because we talk about a pattern that I know a lot of you can relate to, which I like to call the shoe drop syndrome. And that's basically a pattern where you're just consistently waiting for the other shoe to drop, especially when things get good. You're just like, oh wait, wait, this, I can't enjoy this. It can't be too good. You don't really trust it. Like your life is going well, but you have this mild anxiety underneath, or maybe it's not mild anxiety. Maybe it's super anxiety because you just feel like the other shoe is going to drop at any time. You're not alone if you feel that way, and there are ways through it, which we talk about in this episode. Megan, my caller today, her question is about getting stuck in grief after the loss of her mother, 
And as we have our discussion, we discover what's really holding her back is nearly a lifetime pattern of not connecting to her own inner wisdom and sense of self and living with an inconsistent parent, which keeps her in the preparing for the other shoe to drop mental and emotional cycle. This is a beautiful session, and I trust you'll receive a lot of value from it. As you are listening, consider, is there a grief or a loss you can't seem to move beyond? Did you grow up with an alcoholic or absent parent? Do you have a pattern of worst-case scenario thinking? Are you good at supporting and being compassionate with others, but when it comes to yourself, you tend to judge, criticize, analyze, and worry more than actually being compassionate with yourself? And finally, do you feel safe? So before we dive into the call, I have two sponsors today, and I want you to know, when it comes to sponsors for the show, I only have sponsors on for products and services that I use and that I believe in. And the sponsorship really, really helps the show grow. It helps me be able to produce the show. It helps me to continue to do the show and to get two episodes out to you a week. And I really like sharing some of my favorite things with you all because, hey, when we have favorite things, they're fun to share about, which is why I'm really, really excited about my new partnership with Organifi. Organifi is an organic superfood supplement line that makes quality, trusted nutrition convenient and acceptable. Their most popular product, Green Juice, solves the problem of juicing greens on the go. Just add it to water, drink, and let your body soak up the benefits because let's face it, it's a struggle to stay healthy when we're on the go and not even when we're on the go. A lot of times when you're just in your house, juicing a bunch of vegetables isn't really what you want to do. You don't have the equipment. You don't have the vegetables. Organifi makes it super easy. I love these products. Actually, one of my dear friends is the co-founder of this company, and it's totally how I upgrade my nutrition every day. Really, every single person needs to have a green superfood supplement in their life because even if you're eating healthy, your veggies lose a ton of their nutritional value just sitting on the shelf for days before you eat them or if you overcook them. Not all of us have the time or means to get that natural, fresh, organic vegetables, especially when you have kids and you're building a business and you're doing all the things that you're doing. So Organifi Green Juice is my favorite, but there's lots of other products Organifi has. I'll be talking about them more because they're going to sponsor the show for a few episodes. So go to Organifi.com, try out their green juice. It's just a simple packet that you put into water or smoothie or however you want to use it. Use code over it and get 20% off your order. Again, go to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. Use the code over it at checkout for 20% off. Speaking of care, ladies, let's talk about feminine care. There are a lot of options out there. And for years, we weren't very conscious about what we were actually putting in our body. Now that we're getting smarter about not using synthetic dyes and fabrics, we finally have options when it comes to feminine care products, which is why I love Lola. They're a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, and liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. Unlike major brands, Lola products are 100% natural and easy to feel good about. No BS, mystery fibers, or doubts about what's going in. One of the most precious parts, if not the most precious part of your body. Plus, Lola products come in a simple, customizable subscription. Lola will deliver exactly what you need when you need it. Okay, so do you know that the FDA does not require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products? 
So most of them don't. Lola offers complete transparency about all of their ingredients. And most brands use synthetic ingredients like rayon and polyester, cleansing agents, fragrance, and dyes. Yuck. And Lola, like I said, makes it easier with their subscription model. Not, no more do you have to like run to the drugstore at the last moment because you forgot you're getting your period. Lola will deliver exactly what you need on a monthly basis. So ladies, here is your call to action for 40% off all subscriptions. 40% off. That's a great discount. Go to mylola, M-Y-L-O-L-A.com and enter promo code over it when you subscribe. Again, mylola.com, promo code over it. All right, and now on to my coaching session with Megan. Megan, welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, thank you for having me. I've been in this grief struggle for quite some time now. I lost my mom almost seven years ago, and I have been in this back and forth of completely falling apart or bargaining and rationalizing. And I just feel very stunted. So I would like some guidance on how to move forward. Okay. Well, if it's seven years ago, right? Yeah. And what was your life like before that? It was kind of chaotic. Mm -hmm. Um, we were close, but like very enmeshed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was, I think I was like independent at a young age. So Mm -hmm. I did kind of have that mature thing going on. Mm Mm-hmm. And what do you mean by chaotic? Kind of not knowing what to expect, like, or always being prepared for something bad happening. Just being very hyper vigilant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So first, just take a deep breath. And just know that you're safe, that you have my compassion. And even though I'm not with you physically, I'm just holding you energetically. And you don't have to hold back tears. You don't have to keep it together. No one's judging you. And you just get to make all your emotions and all your thoughts okay right now. Okay? Thank you. Yeah. 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 So one thing I want to reflect back to you is you're not stuck. If you were really stuck, you wouldn't be on this call with me. You are taking actions. It just feels, it just feels big because this is like a lifetime of a pattern. It's not just mom's death. It's that, that hypervigilant, always being prepared for the next thing. And, oh, I can so relate to that one. It's hell. (laughs) It's hell. And even when things are going really well, it's almost like, I don't know if you do this, but I do this. It's almost like I'll make up stuff to be worried about because I'm like, well, something's going to be coming. I've got to prepare myself. Yeah. 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 So you're not alone in this. You're not alone. And this actually is a very common behavioral pattern when children have a kind of enmeshment with their parents. So let me just kind of explain some basic psychology to you because, well, it's not basic, it's actually complex psychology, but I just really feel like you're judging yourself, my love, and I want to help normalize this because sometimes when we can just normalize things and make them okay and take the judgment off, it helps us move through. So 
this this hyper vigilant preparing for the worst kind of getting stuck in patterns is very common when we have a little bit of an enmeshment with our parents because there's a certain developmental stage where we need to develop our own inner wisdom and we mm-hmm. need to kind of separate from our parents. It happens around age five. And if we're overly enmeshed with the parent, if we're kind of a little too in tune with their emotional needs, if they're a little too enmeshed with us, it's like we don't sort of develop that inner voice. And so we become very externally referenced. And it's yeah. hard to to find peace and solace within because we don't have like a strong sense of self. And we really think that that panicky voice is ours, but it it's not. It's just a part that got overdeveloped because our own autonomy, inner wisdom, ability to individuate, separate, and trust ourselves didn't really develop the way it needed to. Does this make sense to you so far? Complete sense. Okay. Complete. Okay. And is anything coming up for you as I'm talking? I just appreciate the presence. I work as a therapist too, so I feel like I can provide this for people, but I don't feel like I've really had it provided for me. Yeah. Well, and the other thing about people that are in this pattern is they make very good therapists and counselors and coaches. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you can really, and then, and then you kind of judge yourself more because you're like, I can do this for other people, but I can't do it for myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I hear you. I hear you. Well, again, I get it. And, and you're not alone. And so really the opportunity here for you is to find a kind of sense of safety inside yourself. Because as you know, and you're a therapist, so you really get what I'm talking about. You're a little bit stuck in a trauma response pattern. Even if there was no like outright trauma that happened in your life, the, the death of your mom accelerated Mm -hmm. everything. And so this fight, flight, or freeze, and a lot of times people that get stuck in the freeze pattern, it's, they're kind of frozen physically in terms of being able to move forward in life, but inside the mind's like a tornado. There's nothing frozen about the mind. It just loops and loops and goes and goes and worries and worries and kind of creates worst case scenarios. So do you relate to that? Like you kind of feel stuck maybe in moving forward in your life, but like your mind is racing. Totally. Like relaxation is just like so foreign. Yeah. What happens when you try to relax? I, I think I just, I get too much in my head. I like judge whether I'm doing it right. Right. And it's very like result driven or like you said, like externally referenced of just immediately I should feel like I know that I'm there where I'm where I need to be. Yeah. So given everything that I said so far, what do you think is your way through this? Like, what do you think is the best way to be with yourself? Um, I think just giving myself time throughout the day to just sit because Mm -hmm. I don't really know. I haven't really been doing that. I've been very go, go, go. Mm -hmm. And I think giving myself that opportunity to kind of sit with everything Mm -hmm. It will bring stuff up, which I'm trying to suppress. Yeah. And then maybe it'll kind of work itself out that way. Yeah. Well, a a big piece of it is giving yourself time to sit and express, but also be held. See, the other thing that happens when we have a little bit of this pattern is 
were not accurately resourced. So when you have an enmeshment, there's sort of like a codependence with someone, but it's yeah. not like a healthy resource in terms of someone holding space for you to connect to yourself. There's like this loop between the two people rather than people, you know, having a heart connection, but standing in their own presence, their own sovereignty, and really being able to hold for each other like you do for your clients right. and like I'm doing with you right now. So again, you know how to do this. It's just giving it to yourself. And you are so accurate by saying, allowing all the emotions that you've been suppressing for probably longer than seven years to come up uh -huh. and out, but be held by someone who can really hold for you that you feel really supported by because feeling supported is a massive part of getting out of this pattern, feeling supported, feeling resource, but also feeling like someone isn't fixing you. Yeah. Yeah. So just let that emotion come up because that's what's happening right now. You're supported. You're safe. I'm not fixing you because there's nothing broken. You've just been through a lot. And you've developed coping strategies and survival strategies that have been effective and have kept you alive and have kept you safe. And as you're growing and evolving and maturing, those coping strategies are starting to be a little more uncomfortable. And they're also hip to the fact that you want to change them. And so they're grasping on even tighter. Yeah. It's, yeah. And I felt, I feel like, the closer I got to kind of coming to this acceptance of I keep avoiding the grief, I keep avoiding like the reality of it. And then when I started to accept it, then this opportunity for the call came up and it was like, Oh my gosh, like, of course this yeah. would happen right now. Now yeah. like things are finally breaking through. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me what it looks like when you, what does accepting something mean to you? Stop trying to change it. Mm -hmm. Stop trying to make it not real. Mm. Um, stop trying to, I think, like bargain it or rationalize it. Mm -hmm. mm. How do you bargain or rationalize? With this particular circumstance, it's saying that I have more of an opportunity to be my own person because she's gone mm -hmm. or my life would have continued to stay chaotic if she was still here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it helps for a little bit and then stops. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing the, the mind likes to do because when we feel tremendous big emotions like anxiety and grief and those kind of things, the, the tendency is to try to rationalize it. And, and that's, yeah. that's another way we suppress. So we think that we're quote unquote calming ourselves down, but we're really, it's just another suppression strategy. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So just so I can serve you here the best way I can, are you willing to talk a little bit more about what exactly was chaotic about the relationship with your mom? You said that you always had to be prepared. Was she verbally abusive? Was she critical? Can you tell me a little more? Yeah, she um, was an alcoholic. So it would be, it would be, mellow and fun and exciting and then it would be um completely dramatic and um 
angry. Mm -hmm. So it would just be very polar. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was hard, hard to kind of like a relax, but then also be like trust consistency Mm -hmm. because there wasn't any. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did you have a father or was it just you and your mom? Yeah, I have a father. And what was the deal with him? (laughs) We're close now. Um, We definitely got closer after she passed. Prior to that, it was kind of, it was like a critical kind of relationship or me trying to like get his approval because he was kind of like he was in and out. Mm -hmm. So they weren't together? No. Okay. So you've got an alcoholic mom who wasn't consistent and you didn't know whether it was going to be a good day or a bad day at any moment. And you've got a dad who was inconsistent in terms of his physical presence and you were always chasing his approval. Correct. You set up quite a <laughs> curriculum for yourself, Megan. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> and and on, uh, if, if we're willing to go spiritual here for a second on a soul level, you pick them. Yeah. And I listened to you religiously, so I know that you were going to go there. And so I would, I agree. Yeah. But we're not quite there yet because you have to get through the emotional part so that you yeah. can get to the gifts of this pattern. Because the the gifts of a sort of like a worry wart, mental hysteria, making yourself crazy pattern mm-hmm. is incredible intuition mm-hmm. and compassion. And even some deep psychic gifts. So there's a, there's, there's gifts in this. You're just moving through the human part. You're just moving through generational patterns you need to break. For example, was your mom the only alcoholic in her family? I don't believe so. Right. Right. And was your dad the only emotionally unavailable person in his family that couldn't have love and intimacy? Definitely not. Yeah. Right. So part of what we're all doing, especially people listening to this show, is we've made a decision to come here and elevate consciousness. And we don't do that by writing personal growth books and you know, being light like influencers. <laughs> we do uh-huh. that by cleaning up our own stuff and by stopping generational patterns. And so this is your divine assignment. And part of a divine assignment is dealing with the human emotion part and slowing it way, way, way back down and recalibrating your nervous system. And this is one of the things that can be um, dangerous about doing a spiritual bypass and jumping right to, well, I picked my parents and I need to forgive them. And that's why I said, you're not there yet. Because when we yeah. skip to the spiritual bypass, we miss out on the part of really healing the nervous system because that's really what's up here. You never felt safe. Yeah. You never felt like you had consistency. You never felt like you could trust your primary caregivers who we deify. So that's going to influence your faith and trust of a higher power as well. And even though conceptually you might get it, there's a part of you that really believes, nope, I'm on my own. I got to figure this out. I'm on my own. There's really no one there for me, but me. But because you weren't in a resource as a kid, you don't think you can handle it, which is why you're constantly in a worry pattern. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, I don't know how you do it, but you just nail it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because I've been through a lot of this. I've been through a lot of this and I've seen a lot of people and, and, you know, I've studied psychology. You know, it's like a lot of my friend, I think I've said this on the show once, one of my friends, Terry Cole, um, she says, it's not magic, it's psychology. And that's what a lot of this is. And yes, it's intuition too, and really listening and feeling this, but it's, you know, we, our brains and our psyches and our nervous system, in a lot of ways, they're like computers. And we have to understand how we work. One, so that we can heal. And two, so that we stop judging ourselves. You know, because you, I could tell in the beginning, you have so much judgment that you're where you are right now and that you can't quote unquote get over it. And right now your operating system doesn't have the programming where you could. So it's really about massive acceptance of where you are. Like when, like you said, when you accepted the grief, support came in. So it's massive acceptance of where you are really the best you can because that inner judger is there to protect you as well. When it comes up, that inner judge and that inner critic, the best you can, thanking it, taking a breath and just moving into acceptance of whatever comes up. And then getting actual support to move through a lot of these big emotions that just got swept under the rug. Oh, okay. If you had a client, if you had a client that came Mm. to you with this situation and this background, how would you work with her? I would just be very calm. I would be very compassionate and slow and patient mm-hmm. and I would just create a safe space. Yep. How would you create a safe space? By acknowledging the pain that the client had and telling reassuring them that I was there for however they wanted to proceed. If they wanted to sit here, that's okay. We'll just sit here. If you wanted mm-hmm. to talk, we can talk. But just knowing that there wasn't a right or wrong. Yeah. Or showing that there wasn't a right or wrong. Either. Right. You must be an amazing therapist. <laughs> so I would I'm encourage you. Are you, are, you're not trying, you're doing. Are you, um, you. are you in my mastery course? No, no. I keep going back and forth, but I, I get it. I should. <laughs> well, it's not necessarily a should. It's more of another place for support. And the reason I ask because there's a process I teach um, called the empty chair process, and maybe it was part of your training because it's a it's a gestalt process, so it's in a lot of training for therapists, where you set up two chairs and have a dialogue. And in master, I take you through how to do it the way that that I do it. (laughs) And I think it would be very, very, very useful with, if you did it and therapist Megan sat in one chair and client Megan sat in another, because this is so what you need, acknowledging the pain, giving yourself full, full permission to feel and ask for whatever you need and knowing that there's no right or wrong. There's no judgment. Like that is so what you need. Oh, and then the most brilliant thing, creating a safe space. Yeah. This is what you need. You can't push your way through this. You can't pep talk your way through this. 
can't rationalize your way through this. This is really about feeling your feelings and feeling your own inner support. Like really feeling your own inner support and getting external support and making sure that whoever you work with doesn't attempt to give you advice, fix you, even though I'm kind of giving you advice right now, but you know what I mean. doesn't tell you (laughs) this is what you need to do because we really want to help you shift into knowing you have all the answers. Okay. And you're just at the point right now, and I've been at this point many times where some external support is going to help. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it gives you that reference point. You know, part of the reason, and you're brilliant, and part of the reason that you're getting the clarity that you're getting right now is because I'm holding you in a safe space. So you have more access to your inner resource because your defenses are down. You don't feel like you have to strategize or guard yourself or judge yourself or look a certain way. And so you have more access to your own inner wisdom. It makes total sense. Yeah. So, oh, goodness. What's present for you now? Just like a sense of peace, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And why do you think you feel that? Because of, of your presence with me and what you just said, like you are, like, I don't think like this dynamic is just so nurturing. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And just know so that thank you. you're so welcome and just know that this dynamic is one you can not only, you can have with many other people and it is present inside of you. This is that really healthy mama energy that just holds you and just loves you and lets you feel whatever you need and helps you arrive at your own answers so you can really trust yourself. Yeah. And this is where peace comes from, you know? The stage you're at, it's not going to come from going to a yoga class or sitting and trying to meditate for five hours. It's going to come from... (laughs) It's going to come from feeling like you can let down your guard a little bit and you can let down the defenses and you can experience a release so that you can feel a relief of all the holding. Basically what's happening, and I know you know this, is we're getting you out of fight, flight, or freeze. And so your nervous system isn't on alert and so you're naturally calming down. And I appreciate you breaking it down because while I may have those tools in my head, it's so much easier to apply externally than it is internally. So just being for you to be able to like verbalize that for me, is incredibly helpful. Oh, good. Good. Thank you. You're so welcome. And that's why the empty chair process works really well because instead of processing and thinking about something in your head, you're actually having a dialogue between two chairs and moving back and forth. And so it can be a conversation like this, just between you and you. Mm -hmm. So I'd recommend that. I'd recommend come joining me in mastery if that feels right. So you have my support there as well. And then you also have a tribe of people there. And where do you live? In Orange County. Oh, well, yeah, because if you, my, 
we always have a one day retreat for mastery and it's in May, like the Saturday Memorial Day weekend and it's in Marina Del Rey. So you could come and get a real life hug from me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I would encourage you, whether it's that or other things, like put yourself in environments where you feel really safe. And, you know, at my retreat this past weekend, one of the first things I said to people is I want you to feel safe. So look around the room, find the exits, look at the volunteers, know who they are, like really feel into the room, feel into the people, like does it feel safe to you? Put one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly. And it was such an important environment to create because safety is is one of the underrated and under-talked about things, especially in kind of the personal development world. We're just supposed to mm-hmm. like go in and have a good attitude and go for it and be courageous and be resilient, blah, 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 blah. And there are these like parts of us that are terrified and we just put on a mask and we push ourselves through. But if there's one thing I've learned over the years, pushing doesn't work. Yeah. Creating a feeling of safety, of presence and of love and then allowing allowing feelings to naturally come up, allowing insights to naturally occur rather than forcing ourselves is a way that we start to upgrade that programming so that we're not constantly in fight, flight, or freeze. And so I'd encourage you, you know, when you, when you are just going through your day, like just noticing the ways that you're safe, like connecting to your body, connecting to the ground, taking deep breaths, one hand on heart, one hand belly works really, really well. Those kinds of just presence and just observing and checking things out and making sure you're safe in a room and those types of things, that will help more with the calming and the relaxation. Okay. I'm really looking forward to replaying this back. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, Any questions? Okay. Um, I guess, no, because you gave me all the tools. I'm good. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. And hopefully I'll see you in May. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. All right. Sending you a big hug. Thank you so much to Megan for her vulnerability. I'm particularly touched when therapists, coaches, or anyone in the helping profession comes on the show with so much openness. Sometimes when we're in the helping profession, we can get into a know-it-all or I should know better mentality, which prevents us from getting the help we really desire and deserve. There's a lot we discussed in this call, so I'll review a few things. First, the most important thing for me to do to serve Megan was to create a place of safety for her. This is so, so, so important. For you as a person going through any kind of pain, you want to make sure that if you're working with a therapist or a coach or any practitioner, that you feel 100% safe, that you don't feel pushed, that you don't feel judged, and you don't feel like somebody's just trying to fix you or solve the problem. You really just want to feel like someone's holding a safe container for you where you can just release and emote and be held energetically. So important for practitioners to really get this, to not jump to, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, they're upset. I've got to offer them a solution to just really be with whatever's coming up. Never underestimate the value 
and the power of creating a safe container before you go into any processing or guidance. The thing Megan really needed most from my perspective was compassion and someone that could really hold space for her to feel because she was holding so much inside. Given her background, that makes a lot of sense. Her mom was an alcoholic and inconsistent in her mothering and her dad was physically and emotionally not present. No wonder she didn't feel safe to express. Since she's been a child, she's been emotionally on guard which then creates the shoe dropping pattern and the worst case scenario thinking. If as a kid, you don't have safety, you don't have security, you have inconsistency, you never know what exactly to expect. Even if there's just a little bit of that, how you protect yourself is just by being on high alert, by being on guard, by being like, okay, well, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know something bad is going to happen. So I'm just always going to be prepared for the worst case scenario. Worst case scenario thinking is a protective defense. It's what we do when we've had a lot of things happen in our life that were unexpected and that were too big for us to process. I mean, think about it. As a little girl, having an alcoholic parent who was inconsistent and a dad who came and went, that's just too much for a little person to process. It's just overwhelming. So the system creates this kind of worst case scenario thinking to prepare for the worst. So it's totally normal. It's a normal reaction and it's healable and shiftable, but it is a process and it can take a little bit of time. And it's really important, especially if you relate to what I'm saying and what Megan shared, to be patient with your process and to know when the worrier comes up or the worst case scenario thinking comes up, to not make it wrong and to just observe it and say, thank you. I know you're trying to protect me. What do we really need? Another thing I wanted to highlight was the enmeshment pattern with her mom. So the best way I define enmeshment is a relationship between two or more people in which personal boundaries are permeable and unclear. Enmeshment between a parent and child will often result in over-involvement in each other's life so that it makes it hard for the child to become developmentally independent and responsible for her own choices. So that lack of trusting self and really listening to our own intuition is a normal thing to come up when you have enmeshment because when boundaries are fuzzy, you don't know where you stop and where the other person really begins. So, so much of the healing process that Anybody that's felt enmeshed with a parent or codependent or like you were the caretaker of the parent, like the boundaries were not clear. And enmeshed doesn't mean like you were necessarily BFFs and you knew everything about each other's life. That's what enmeshment can sometimes look like. It can look like my mom and I were best friends and we knew everything about each other. So that's like a lack of boundaries between mother and child. But it can also look like an alcoholic parent when the parent was a little bit emotionally dependent on you or wasn't responsible and you had to grow up too soon. Again, that's another example of unclear boundaries. So the way through that is to really come back inside, to start to develop a stronger sense of self, to start to develop your own intuition, to work with healers and coaches and guides that help bring you back to your own inner wisdom and to really start to trust that so you can really individuate and start to know your own boundaries. And Having boundaries is another important part of getting out of the pattern of enmeshment. So some takeaways from you. First, if you have worst case scenario thinking, two things. Allow yourself to take it all the way through. Like go to the worst, worst, worst case. And then you'll probably see that somewhere in that there's a solution. 
Like maybe it's not that bad. And also when you're doing the worst case scenario thinking, know that it's not you. You are not a doomsday thinker. That's not actually your inner wisdom voice. That's a part of you to protect you. So you just get super patient and compassionate with that part. Say, thank you. Thank you for trying to protect me. Next, if you feel stuck in a cycle of grief or sadness and you just can't seem to go out of it, get the support you need. That was the actual, the subject of my blog a couple weeks ago. It was titled, are you getting the support you need? So if you miss that, go to christinehassler.com and you can find it there. But I really encourage you to be incredibly mindful and specific about getting the right support. If you've been in therapy or with a coach for years and you aren't experiencing change or even a year, or even you've had a couple of sessions and you weren't feeling anything, then you may need a different level of support. Next, and this is one that comes up a lot on the show, feel your feelings. If you keep them stuffed inside, they're just going to get worse. And finally, as a takeaway, especially for those of you who struggle to connect with your inner wisdom, I really, really encourage you to have a spiritual practice, to find a way to connect more deeply to your higher power, to God, to your guides, so you don't feel so alone. If you found value in today's episode, please share it. Either send it to friends, get them to subscribe, or share it on social media. Until next time, everybody, I'm sending you so much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Blessings.